Hello and welcome to Just Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. Just stands for getting the shit together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email to let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome, listeners. Sorry for that delay there. How are you? Thank you for uh, being here with us and tuning in to Just Radio. I am your host, Kara Tomei. And what I do on this podcast is seek out artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of programming that engages the public. So that could be an ongoing project, an artist collective, an artist nonprofit entity, a collective, whatever, whatever form it takes. The bottom line is we want to support and champion artists who have diversified practice to include ways of engaging an audience and building community. So I'm happy to have my two guests on the show today will be Jason Ramos of Eastside International LA and Rachel Gorchov of Tiger Strikes Asteroid in New York. And their common thread is that Rachel was an artist in residence at ESX. Uh, so I have been following ESX for quite a while. I go to their openings. I actually had one of their co-founders Molly Shea on Just Do It uh, a while back when she was still running a performance series out of the space. And ever since then, I've been a big fan and wanted to have this happen. So I'm so glad it is happening. And um, Jason is able to join me today. I, in talking about who we would have on the show, because I really wanted to get an artist in residence on the show, along with Jason and and or Michelle, who can't join us today, but but that's life. Um, Michelle is the one of the co-founders of ESX. Uh, well, she suggested Rachel not only because she was a, a artist in residence, but because she was involved in an artist initiative um, TSA in New York. So it's a wonderful, you know, perfect blend. So I'm going to welcome them both to the show and get them talking. Hi, Jason and Rachel. Welcome to Just Do It. Hello. Hello. Hi, thanks for being here. So I'm going to start with Jason. Well, I would like to start with is I'm going to ask each of you just to give me a small uh, bit about your, you're both working artists. So I want to hear about kind of your back, quick background check, so to speak, the two minute, the two minute elevator speech of, you know, what's your background and a little bit about your practice as an artist making art and then also Talk about the frame of mind that brought you to wanting to be involved in an artist-run initiative, uh, and then we'll get into detail about each of those. But let's start with Jason. Tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jason. Sure, uh, I'm an artist. I, uh, I graduated from Cal State Fullerton in 2007. Uh, I'm originally from Texas, and I was an artist down there also. Um, and uh, I ended up in the Los Angeles area to go to grad school, at Cal State Fullerton, and you know, Cal State Fullerton is not a, you know, quote-unquote brand name MFA program, so I didn't really have an expectation of, like, gallery representation after that, but 
so uh, I quickly kind of fell into the artist-run and alternative uh, exhibition space scene in Los Angeles and realized that that was sort of uh, a, a route to empowerment uh, as an artist. And so I started uh, organizing exhibitions, and I started, I took over an existing space and turned it into East Side, and was involved in lots of other artists-run things, and sort of that kind of became sort of my network and my community. But as far as my own art goes, I uh, I make paintings, and they're mostly of a kind of like figurative nature, um, to sort of you know put it within a genre. Um, and uh, like I said, I don't really have gallery representation or anything, but that's you know 99% of most artists. Um, but uh, but yeah, I sort of right. so I saw I sort of I saw uh, being involved in sort of artist-run things as a kind of way to actually kind of be uh, an artist that uh, actually participates and uh, kind of with the understanding that you know as long as artists are initiating activity for the sake of art and for the sake of that activity and that dialogue itself that that is sort of what gives artists value anyways. So I kind of felt uh, an obligation to do that. That was kind of bigger than me. So that's kind of how I fell into that. Well, that's great. I mean, absolutely, I agree with you about that. I mean, there's this, like, holy grail of, oh, gallery representation. And, I mean, it's kind of, that's like the traditional climb up the ladder, vertical kind of, you know, thing that you're almost taught that, you know, if you want to be a working artist, that's that's the, the pinnacle. But you know what? Artists are changing things so rapidly in terms of that as well. I mean, in L.A., it's an amazing time to be in L.A. and be involved in all of this. There's been an explosion. I, I'm sure you've seen it, Jason, in the last, what, you know, 10 years you've been doing this an absolute explosion of, of artists' initiatives, and artists are just taking control of their careers and building that value for themselves and their community and go, sidestepping the gallery in a way for, for you know, why not? <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you can't wait around. Artists don't wait around in LA. You know, if you, if you wait around, you may never get to that, you know, brass ring of, of you know, gallery representation and sales and all that. And, and so I feel like there's just such a great energy of artists like yourselves just taking control and and doing it, you know, putting shows up and gathering community and making it all happen. And, you know, it may not be as lucrative as you know, selling a painting to a collector, but, you know, again, an artist has to do so many different things to have a, a life in the arts. And uh, just we're so about that hybridization, you know, not just climbing up the ladder. So you're kind of articulating exactly the spirit of, um, you know, what I love to to you know present to people as a way of existing you know as an artist um I, okay so rachel what about you let's hear a little bit about, about your background and where where your mind is and was and is to get involved on this level that we're talking about sure uh well i'm originally from philadelphia which is where i did my bfa at tyler school of art and i moved to new york for graduate school at hunter college um, and, and that's where I've been ever since. And uh, to describe my work briefly, I make uh, paintings that are relatively sculptural in nature, that are loosely sort of landscape-based. Um, and uh, so they come off the wall sculpturally, have both a sort of abstraction and representation in them, and uh, seek to kind of make environments uh, through these paintings. And uh, after finishing graduate school, I, like Jason, was kind of looking for, kind of looking for a way to make myself relevant, a way to sort of have a place for myself at the, at the table. You know, I kind of quickly realized that there's no place waiting for me. I have to sort of 
carve out a space for myself. And mm -hmm. um, well, through really just building a community of, uh, or becoming involved in a community of artists, both uh, through attending exhibitions, but then also through teaching and finding peers through teaching, I became connected with uh, a group of artists that ran Tiger Strikes Asteroid in Philadelphia. And through them, uh, I became involved in the formation of the Tiger Strikes Astra Gallery here in New York in 2012, and um, which is an artist-run space. Ten of us are involved. Uh, we have exhibitions. We also curate. Um, we've curated special programs like an artist-run, um, an exposition of artist-run gallery spaces from around the world, really, in Miami. Uh, this past December during Art Basel week. So it's just been a really nice um, opportunity to, you know, find a place for myself that's meaningful, but then also create a forum for other artists to um, to show their work, which just feels really kind of gen generous and, and significant. Yeah, it, it, it is. And I'm, I want to double back uh, in a little while about uh, the artist run show at Basel. But first, let's get back to Jason to talk. Jason, talk a little bit more specifically about Eastside International, what its programs are all about. Uh, let's hear a little bit more about the space and the and the uh, the program. And is it a nonprofit uh, space uh, or rather nonprofit org? Uh, uh, in mission it is, but not officially. We're fiscally yeah. sponsored by a 501c3 nonprofit, the right. Pasadena. That's, that's, yeah, that's a really smart way to go of, about it. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah, it's kind of a in-between sort of place right now, which is uh, which is fine for right now. Um, there may be a possibility we go full 501c3. I'm kind of like, you know, procrastinating about the paperwork of that right now. Um, but there are, you know, other options in between, which is part of oh, the yeah. job of running the whole bringing those options out. Um, but basically, there's basically two main programs at Eastside International. There's an exhibition program, which is a totally non-commercial uh, exhibition program, uh, exhibition space, project space. It features mostly uh, emerging Los Angeles artists, but we also sort of bring in artists from, uh, you know, other areas and other, uh, you know, levels of establishment. Um, and it, uh, if I or if I or Michelle don't curate or organize the show, we find other artists that want to. Uh, and they have pretty much complete freedom uh, in that. Um, and then the other program is our international residency program, right? So um, uh, artists from all around the world can apply to live and work at Eastside for up to three months, one, two, or three months. Um, and, you know, they apply, and I sort of, you know, accept them into the residency. And then there are fees attached to it and everything, which is our main source of revenue. But... Um, uh, over the years, we've had uh, artists from all over the world, uh, Australia, parts of Europe, Asia, um, even South America. Uh, but, um, but yeah, and we also get lots of national artists, too, like Rachel, who is from New York, um, and then uh, from other parts of America also. And it's, uh, it, it's a pretty great way to get new uh, artists from other parts of the world into L.A. and into the mix. Uh, and then also they get exposed to sort of the uh, exhibition program that's there also. Uh, but it's a totally, um, uh, uh, you know, self-directed uh, sort of uh, residency. There's no like, you know, structure or programming or anything that they're that they have to do or anything. But uh, but uh, we can host up to right now we can host up to four or five uh, residencies at a time or residents at a time, I should say. And we're about to institute a sort of newish program where we're trying to get two 
long-term residents from somewhere in the L.A. area to be living there also now, uh, which I've just begun to sort of advertise. But basically that's the two main programs at Eastside, the residency and the exhibition space. Yeah, and it's a great space itself. I mean, just to describe where it is, um, it is in the heart of basically downtown L.A. Or, I mean, there's different. There's several hearts of downtown L.A. actually, but it's in a really great spot um, next to actually a giant uh, studio complex called the Brewery. It just happens to be right kind of in that, right in front of that. And and downtown L.A. is absolutely exploding with um, art activity and art spaces and galleries opening up from the emerging all the way up to Hauserworth and Schimmel opening um, on Sunday in downtown LA. It's in a very exciting time. And so for people to come, it's a great space for and place for people who are not from uh, Los Angeles to come and really dive in deep to, to what's going on in the art scene you know, here in LA. Yeah, totally. Um, no, the space is located in Lincoln Heights, which is firmly on, which is east of downtown. Um, so it's totally on the east side of Los Angeles, hence yeah. the name. Um, hence east but, side, uh, right. But yeah. it's a stone's throw, stone's throw from downtown. <laughs> sure, sure. It's next door to Chinatown, which is next door to downtown. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's on the grounds of the Brewery Art Colony or Humplex or whatever it's called now. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's totally, you know, we are open to the public usually on the weekends from 1 to 5 and uh, – in fact, we'll be open uh, tomorrow from 1 to 5 with a great exhibition curated by Astri Swinsrud, who helps out with another artist-run space called Elephant. I don't know if you, if, you know, to let the I fans know about that. Yep. Sure, sure. So, um, so if anybody's listening, they can come by tomorrow, and uh, they'll probably get to meet me because I'm the one sitting there from 1 to 5. So, um, but, yeah, no, it's, um, you know, it's on the east side because, in my experience, most of the artists uh, and everything live sort of on the east side of Los Angeles because – you know, it's kind of cheaper and just sort of more amenable. Um, but, yeah, no, there's been a huge explosion of stuff going on for the past few years. Um, so, uh, but, you know, when I started or when I started uh, into this scene or whatever, it was just, it was the L.A. scene. It just was what it was. But, yeah, as of late, when the big galleries move in, there's also, uh, you know, other orbits of activity involving, you know, artists and artists are in spaces and you know are just artists moving here in general really so yeah uh, let's let's get to rachel and how so rachel i want to hear how you uh, what your interaction with esx was in terms of discovering them applying for the residency and i'd like to hear a bit about your experience being in, you know being here it was in 2014 and you came for a couple of months to live in the space and so you know coming from new york i just want to hear what all that was was like for you uh, yeah, well, I discovered uh, Eastside International because I was specifically interested in doing a residency in Los Angeles. Um, I had just fin uh, finished a show and where I was draw drawing from the landscape, I was sort of looking at uh, suburban sprawl and suburban industrial complexes, and I was interested in the Los Angeles landscape. Um, I was interested specifically in making drawings on site, sort of ex exploring the area. So I was interested in going to Los Angeles and that's how I found ESX. And um, and then uh, it, it's, it's just, I mean, especially coming from New York City, it's really nice space. I mean, the studio was huge. <laughs> the bedroom was huge. I mean, well, for, from my standards and um, uh, the other, the other residents, the other residents there, I really developed 
um, meaningful uh, friendships with them. Um, there was a couple from Vienna who were there when I was there, um, Johanna Brown and Michael Nemitz. And we, we have, we've had a continuing relationship. They came to New York um, and did an exhibit, did sort of a, um, a traveling exhibition that was in New York, Washington, D.C. at the Austrian consulate there. And then also it was at um, ESX sometime last fall. I'm not exactly sure when. And they're now in the process of organizing an iteration of it in Vienna, which I hope to um, go there for this coming spring. So um, in addition to being a fr fruitful experience artistically, it um, was a really nice experience just in terms of broadening my, uh, my community. Sure. I mean, that's that's fantastic. And I'm sure very uh, gratifying for Jason to hear <laughs> that all those tendrils happen and connections and then tendrils go out and the connections. But so you had not spent much time in L.A. before you came for the residency. Is that right? I had spent some time in L.A., no, no, certainly not an extended period of time, but uh, I have some friends out there. Um, so I sort of had maybe a superficial under, uh, understanding of of LA. There's also a Tiger Strikes asteroid out in LA, which was brand new when I went out there. So um, I was I was have, starting to have a connection to LA in that in that respect as well. Right. So just just kind of briefly, I'm just curious. I think people might be so coming from New York to LA, like just generally, how did you find the LA art scene kind of compared to you know to New York, to where you are? You know, it felt very familiar to me. Um, it, I think there, in many ways, it's similar to the New York art world. There's a lot of, uh, well, you know, first of all, there's, you know, of course, blue chip galleries, and then there's sort of the mid-range galleries. Um, and then there's a tremendous amount of artist-run spaces, which uh, we're seeing a, a real renaissance in artist-run spaces in New York as well. Um, so I, you know, I, honestly, I felt right at home. I, what, through Jason and Michelle, uh, I learned about some, you know, sort of places to start, sort of start going to, and I personally found people to be very welcoming and um, uh, interested in, in sharing their work with me and, and were interested in seeing what I was working on. Um, so it felt very sort of community driven to me in the same way that the New York scene feels. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's cool. So, and okay. So then talk a little bit about getting involved with Tiger Strikes Asteroid and tell, tell our listeners about the, uh, is it a, is, do you call it a collective? Do you call it a, I mean, what do you call, what is its moniker? <laughs> I guess we call it an artist run space. Okay. Um, but different, different yeah. spaces. So there's space in New York and there's a space. So there's a static space in New York, Philadelphia and Los Angeles. Is that correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, and so, how did you get involved with TSA New York? Uh, well, I had relocated to Philadelphia uh, for a year from twenty through mid twenty ten to mid twenty eleven, and um, there I was I was back teaching at Tyler School of Art, and um, some of my or many of my colleagues at Tyler were running a space in Philadelphia called Tiger Strikes Asteroid Philadelphia, uh, which is and I collaborated with. Um, one of my colleagues in curating a show there, and um, one of the members from uh, TSA Philadelphia moved to New York, Alex Paik, and he was interested in getting a group of artists together to form a similar space in New York. So 
Um, Caroline, who I had co-curated with in Philadelphia, Caroline Santa recommended um, that Alex talk to me. Uh, and so it was it's really through that connection that I became involved with uh, TSA uh, New York. Okay, two questions. First of all, it's a complete, a little bit of a digression, but so the name, I have to, I'm just curious about the name. <laughs> How did that name come about? I'm sure you're asked that all the time. It's such a great name, but what's the, what is behind the name? Well, the Philadelphia people came up with that name back when they founded the space in, I want to say 2009. Uh, and as I understand it, it was after a just sort of a free association brainstorming session. That's, <laughs> that's cool. It's that's very a, clever. Well, yeah. Well, it, it's it's definitely something. It's a name you remember. Um, okay. And that's, uh, the other question is, and I I I'm going to ask Jason if he doesn't mind talking about this too, because I think I'm always curious, and people are always curious, you know, how how you procure a space and and what it takes. I mean, do you? You could start with Rachel. Do you does TSA rent the space for, or do, or is it given? Is it a free? So what? How do you get a physical space? I think some people might feel daunted by that process. And, and I know there's various options out there, but just to talk about it from um, the two of your perspective. Rachel, you go first. Um, well, well, to start, all, it, it, all we did was rent, rent a studio space and, a studio, and an artist studio building. That, and we had that sort of studio space functioning as a gallery for, um, I think, our first two years. And then we partnered with, another artist run space in New York called uh, Transmitter to find a more long-term space. So then we found a more long-term space um, and, and then we sort of built it out. Uh, Alex and, uh, and then one of the, well, a, a few of the people have, stu have studios in, in the space and um, we're right next door now to another, another gallery called Microscope and down the few yards down the street from another artist run space called uh, uh, called Underdonk. Um, but yeah, so it, to start, really just to kind of dip our toes in the water, we rented a studio space and you know split the cost between the the ten of us. And um, okay, so and then, okay, so that's that's the structure. Yeah. I get it. So it's a member. It's like a if you're yeah. a member, you are a contributing member, and you all collectively. Uh, you know, collectively contribute so that you can uh, pay for pay for things. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then once that's, we that's, you know, sort of decided we were a little bit more established and the opportunity presented itself, we we signed sort of a longer term lease and built out the space sort of more to our um, liking. You know, a new space more to our liking. And, With the yeah. same structure of just everybody pitching in to to cover that. Correct. Yeah. And mm -hmm. do you do you I'm curious, I know that um, with ESX, it is a non-commercial space, but it, is that the same with um, your shows at uh, all the shows at TSA space? Meaning you uh, don't sell or do sell or how does how does that factor in? We we do sell. Um, at this point, we're certainly not making a profit. Driven but, by that. Right. You're not uh, right. <laughs> But we, but we, I mean, we're, we, well, as something that we do have, we have a flat file program, which, or we have an open call every year in the fall. Uh, actually, I think it's August for, um, for artists to submit to our flat files. And that's, that's sort of a nice opportunity for, to sell work that's kind of at a lower price point and to show mm -hmm. a, a wider range of artists than who's only in the exhibitions that we, that we have in the space. 
So, and, and we find that we're the the when we do sell, it tends to often to be to other artists, and um, yeah. So, so you know, so we like to kind of have work that that's um, affordable for them. Sure. Yeah, that's I like, and that's a great. I love the uh, flash file concept. That is actually smart, Jason. That's a good idea for you. <laughs> so, Jason, come on in on this conversation now. I'm curious about if you don't mind talking about those nitty gritty things, because again, I think uh, people are curious because ESX is its own building. You have a, a two story. It's a two story building with all these studio spaces, bedroom spaces, exhibition space. So, how how do you how do you procure it? How do you fund it? Fund uh, doing all of this programming yeah no i rent that whole building from uh the brewery and uh you know from the 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 residency fees and then also i sublet studio space in the building uh and all that stuff uh, rent gets paid and all the other bills get paid and then also any money that me or michelle just sort of personally put into it um but no i mean i have the lease on that building and it's all kind of through me basically the residency goes through passing the Arts Council, right? They sort of handle all that as a sort of nonprofit deal. And then any subleasing that I do in the building is kind of just through me, it's through an LLC that I set up. So between those two things, I make the rent on the building. And in the beginning, before it was Eastside, I used to live there also, so, um, so I saved money there. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you rent a space and you just do stuff in it. Um, in Los Angeles, there is sort of an advantage to renting uh, loft spaces here. There's actually an ordinance in Los Angeles where artists can rent loft spaces and sort of build them out whoever they need without having to pull permits or anything as long as it's basically safe. So that's definitely an advantage. And, uh, you know, the inside of uh, Eastside basically works under that whole premise, right, because we built out, you know, you know, all kinds of stuff in there, uh, as, are, as have many of the renters at the brewery. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's basically how it works. I mean, there's other spaces that work out. They just rent a space, and a lot of people, the artists have studios there, and then they're able to sort of carve out one space to have exhibitions between all of them. I think that's how, like, Elephant works, and I think Miss Barber's and a couple other ones. Um, but, yeah, you know, but somebody has to, you know, sign their name on a lease, and someone has to have good enough credit for right. that um, and all that good stuff. But, um, but my situation was a little unique in that I kind of fell into it in that, like, there was already sort of a space there being run, and I was kind of living there, and then the guy, Max Presneal, who ran Raid Projects, basically asked me if I wanted to take it over because he was moving out, uh, and then I kind of took over that lease. So it was a little bit of a unique situation, but I think, you know, every artist rent space has a little bit of a unique situation going on, but in right. general, uh, yeah, you find a place to rent, you team up with some people, and you just make it happen, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there, you know, obviously it's the rents, you, you can find pockets of, especially downtown L.A., uh, pockets where the rents are going to be less. Do you know, can I ask a little bit more about that ordinance? Do you know enough about it to just talk about that a little bit more? Do you mean, and explain how that would work? Because that's, that's the first I've heard of that, and I think that would be of interest to people. Yeah, no, it's like, uh, it's called the L.A. Loft Ordinance. It was passed, like, at some point in the 80s. And basically, the whole deal was, is like back in the day in downtown LA, like artists would move into these kind of raw uh, spaces, these lofts or whatever, and they would live and work there. And typically, if you have a space and let's say you want to put a toilet in it or something, or you want to build like a bed or loft or something in it, uh, you used to have, you were supposed to like, uh, you know, get a permit from the city and pay for that and do all the hire a licensed contractor and stuff. Anyway, so artists, I guess, got together and sort of you know, went to the city council. I'm not really sure how it actually happened, but 
basically got a law sort of passed or an ordinance so that uh, artists could rent these raw spaces, build it out however they needed without needing having to pull permits as long as it was, like, basically safe. Um, because, you know, artists don't have a lot of money to, like, hire contractors and things like that. And there's sort of a tradition of artists moving into raw spaces and building them out. And so they sort of passed an ordinance. And so at the brewery, it's all these sort of raw lofts at the brewery that over the years artists have rented and sort of built out. And so that's kind of sort of works under that. Um, because, you know, when I took over the place, I was kind of like, all right, is this totally, is it legal for us to build all this stuff out? And we looked into it and, and like, yeah, there was totally a law for that. But, um, but, you. But, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but that's basically, you know, this kind of the way artists can kind of get away with doing that. Um, yeah. so, uh, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, so I looked into it and stuff and everything was kosher, um, which made sense because I saw lots of people doing this. So it kind of, but, um, but yeah. And that's sure. Because kind of, that, um, often improves the spaces as well. I mean, so you're basically, you know, as a, as a owner, you're getting free work, so to speak. You know, it's, it's improves the spaces and artists can often do the work themselves. So, I mean, I guess you could say it's a, it's a win-win kind of thing for that. Yeah, kind of. And I mean, we've definitely, you know, made the space like pretty nice and made some pretty good improvements. Um, I mean, it was kind of built out when I sort of took it over, but uh, there were definitely, it was definitely built out by artists. So, um, so yeah, so we got a little help to kind of like get it all fixed up. But I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, and you know, uh, these spaces, these commercial spaces are totally raw and stuff and they usually need a lot of work. So. Yeah. So let's, are you, um, willing to talk a little bit more about your new, uh, artists and resident kind of local artists and residents program? That's kind of an exciting development, um, that I saw a little bit on, you know, you're kind of public starting to publicize it on social media, but can you talk about, um, how and why you wanted to develop that and, and how much, however much detail you want to give? Uh, yeah, no, totally. Um, so, you know, we've uh, we've always had this sort of international artist residency program where artists can come for, like, basically short-term kind of things, like one, two, or three months from all over the world. And they come, they do their thing, and they stay, and they pay the fees and everything. Um, but um, as we've kind of fixed up the place more and we could accommodate more residents, uh, it sort of fell upon me to sort of, you know, get – uh, you know, as many residents at one time to fill up all that space. So, you know, to maximize uh, the, 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 the lack of vacancy. Um, but, uh, but the number of applications I was getting was pretty much the same, right? So I realized that I was like, it would probably be a good idea to get some people living there on a more long-term basis. And then I realized it would also be a good idea if those people to offer those opportunities to to artists sort of in the L.A. area. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, people who have just graduated from art school and things like that, uh, emerging artists who are sort of looking for, you know, another a way to sort of get a foothold in Los Angeles. And then I realized that this would be a really great thing to be able to offer, right? And then I also realized that, you know, I need, like, help running the thing, and I'm sort of not into unpaid internships, right? So I was, always, I was already looking for a way to sort of, get people on board to help, but that I could sort of offer them something. And then I realized that, like, if I could get people to sign on to stay for, like, six, nine, or 12 months, uh, and if they agree to sort of share some of the responsibility of sort of upkeep the place and, and maintain the place and checking in the international residents and everything, well, then, you know, that I could offer those spaces at a really reduced uh, monthly rate. Um, and so that's basically how that came about. So, I just started sort of advertising this. Uh, I'm trying to, like, hit all the art schools and stuff so they know that to maybe spread that around the students there. 
Um, but yeah, we're basically I'm basically looking for two right now two LA based artists or artists that have some kind of connection to LA to come and live and maintain their practice at Eastside for either you know six nine or twelve months. You know they can sign on for whatever, uh, and then they're sort of going to share in the responsibility share with me. Uh, you know the responsibility of, of upkeeping the place and then kind of uh, you know checking in the international residents and. Uh, kind of just being sort of uh, a, a constant sort of presence that has a sort of a figurative ship over the space, like as a living space and a working space. And then they'll also get to see how the thing is run and perhaps have uh, an opportunity to help out with if we transition to a 501c3 and also with the exhibitions and everything. So, um, so yeah, so all of that. And since they're agreeing, since they would be agreeing to share those responsibilities and agreeing to kind of stay for sort of a longer-term period, um, the you know the rent for their for their room and their uh, studio and use of all the commu- other communal stuff would be about like I think right now it's nine seventy five a month right which isn't bad so um, which is a lot yeah, lower I than think... the international yeah oh yeah but, I, uh, I I you know what Jason you better brace yourself I think you're going to be overrun with applications for that <laughs> for yeah, yeah I hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, no, I that hope... is a great, great opportunity, a great deal, and a great experience for an emerging artist to, to, to do that. So, yeah, brace yourself. You're going you're gonna to have a, you're going to have the pick of the litter, I think, on, on yeah, that. Yeah, no, I hope so. that's the idea, is that I hope I get lots of uh, people applying, so that way we can really sit them down and interview them and really get two really good people uh, in there. And, you know, that oh, yeah. rate is a lot lower yeah, then the short-term residency thing, right? Because they're, you know, that's shorter term. They come, they do the residency, and they're sort of free from any of the obligations of maintaining the space because, you know, they're from somewhere, like, far off or far away. And it's kind of a different program. And this, so, this new program, that's 975 a month for sort of local artists, calling this community artists in residence. And it'll kind of be great. I'm hoping interaction between them and the international residents will kind of be interesting, too, because, it's always good when the um, international or national residents uh, show up and there's somebody there from L.A. already to kind of, you know, uh, answer some questions, So, um, which is oh, one yeah, of the well, responsibilities. Yeah, you, well, you heard from Rachel how those connections happened, you know, with her, and, and, and now she's sure. got these wonderful colleagues in other places. So it's, it's built in there. It's gonna, that's an incredible opportunity. Um, Rachel, I wanted to ask you a little bit, because I know that I, and I'm sure Jason, um, is uh, – you know, or admire this step here for TSA to uh, do the show that was concurrent with Art Basel in Miami. It was part of um, one of the satellite fairs. There are probably, I think there's something like 50 satellite art fairs now um, when Basel happens uh, the weekend of Dece- you know, December in Miami. And it was part of something called the Satellite Show at a hotel in Miami. And the project was called Artist Run and very impressive 18 different cities and two European cities sent uh, artists run representatives and talk about, talk about how that came about and what it was all about and what was your involvement personally? Uh, Sure. Well, it evolved or it emerged from our participation in a satellite art fair um, during freeze week in New York, uh, which was last May. Um, uh, the fair was called Select, and um, and uh, and so then we were invited to um, coordinate an exhibition, or I should say, an exposition of artist-run um, spaces in this um, empty 
hotel in South Beach, um, or was it South Beach? Miami Beach. I get North and South mixed up. Anyway, um, so we, so really the uh, our director Alex Paik and then the Philadelphia director um, Mark Rousseau really took the lead on um, creating this call for entries for artist-run spaces um, internationally. We, as you as you said. Had, were represented mostly by artist-run spaces in the United States, but we did have two international spaces. And um, uh, so, you know, so we had this open call where the various artist-run spaces proposed installations. Um, we also had a panel discussion program running concurrently, happening out right outside of the hotel. Um, we had a performance series, so there were those, those other sorts of events happening at the same time. Um, and then the rest of us really just, you know, pitched in there in Miami. Um, there was a group of a group of uh, members who were there, sort of towards the beginning of the week, um, clearing out the space. And as I heard, it was just, you know, filled with just. I don't know how long that space was sitting empty. So you know, just. <laughs> All kinds of you know dead birds and trash and you know so they kind of had to clear out the space and make it habitable and it just sounded like it was this really difficult but um but uh sort uh, of challenges of getting a free space yeah sometimes free spaces come with come with uh, some strings attached but that's you know you got it you just all pitch in and make it happen right so um so and then so i came in during the i wasn't i personally wasn't as involved in the um in the organizing of the event beforehand and and uh, looking through the the applications for that you know came in through the call for entries, um, but then I was there sort of in the last latter half of the time down in Miami, just kind of helping to organize, hold down the fort, and kind of helping with right. um clean clean up so, at the end. Uh huh. So how how was your experience of of Miami? Uh, had you been there before during Basel? It is one crazy scene. I used to live in South Florida, and I've attended Basel from the beginning, and it's just uh, an an incredibly crazy scene with hundreds of thousands of people descending. And like I said, you've got our Basel fair and fifty satellite fairs. It's an amazing right. glut of of art. And ha yeah, so how 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 did you find uh, the scene there when you were there briefly? Um, well, I'd been there for that week back in 2008, and that was the last time I was, I was down there. Um, so, well, our artist-run uh, artist um, event was, was really great. I mean, yeah. there were, I, I was hearing a lot of feedback from people that they were sort of impressed with the, um, the, quality, the quality and the range of the work. I mean, there really was a, a broad range of work. Some people were treating it more as sort of a, a an opportunity to curate a show. Others made sort of immersive installations. Um, and then, I mean, then the fairs themselves. Well, I I suppose they they're or the the bigger fairs. I, I suppose are more in a way similar to um, like we just had Armory Week here in New York. Uh, so to me the sort of fair scene felt familiar um but it was it was a lot of fun to you know meet these people running spaces and see what the art scenes are like in other other cities right I, and I, I love that it was just organized and codified as i mean i really feel like it's like a movement uh, the whole artist run 
concept. Of course, it's been around since forever. I mean, artists have always had to kind of do do things, run things themselves. But I just feel, I mean, in hosting the show and doing all the research, and I mean, I have never, I, the list I have of potential guests, you know, goes, goes on and on <laughs> because there's it's really something that has taken fire. So I thought it was just great that it was, pulled together in a way of a, of a show that was about artist run spaces. Um, Jason, though, should you do something like that in LA here? Um, sure. Well, I actually helped uh, organize two iterations of something like that uh, in 2011, 2012 called CoLab, which ran oh, yeah. um, as part of uh, uh, the art platform fair, which is uh, a now deceased fair in LA. But um but yeah, no, in 2011, 2012, me and Max Pressmill and another guy named Colton Stanky, and uh, we kind of got a lot of artist-run spaces in L.A. to kind of basically have like a mini fair uh, in the basement of the L.A. Mart during the art platform. And then the next year, we did it, well. it again, but we, we invited spaces from other parts of the world, and they kind of shoved this into sort of a side area of the Barker Hangar for that thing. Um, so yeah, we've totally done stuff like that, but, uh, totally helped out and stuff like that before. Um, and no, it, it's great. I mean, the the art fair model is basically a trade show model, right? So it's not right. really totally great way to kind of like you know see a bunch of things all at once. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I mean uh, you know, those kind of things require you know multiple people, multiple personalities, and you know funding. And uh, yeah, no, I've had experience doing so. Um, yeah, I think and, this, uh, it is it yeah. is a nice way to bring everybody together for sure. Maybe 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 there'll be some energy flowing uh, that direction one day soon in LA again because, like you said, the last collab was 2012. I think it might be time to time to re re redo that. Um, just an idea. Yeah. But um, I've I've really enjoyed having the two of you on the show. Do you have any other Do you have any other questions for each other? Rachel, how's it going out there? <laughs> it's it's going going great yeah um i'm excited to hear about uh this re long longer term residency that you're doing sure yeah so am i as soon as uh some of the applications start going in i just want to like say that like tsa is uh the whole concept is like they're they're my heroes in a way the fact that they have mm -hmm. three spaces in three cities um I mean, in terms of just, like, thinking of these things as something larger than, you know, the, the, the sum of the people involved, that's, like, that to me is amazing. I mean, the fact that three artists run spaces under the same kind of brand uh, in three um, metropolitan areas like that, that's, that's pretty amazing. And that is sort of a work of art and accomplishment unto itself that you guys should be really, really proud of. Um, and that, like, you know, that's, I don't know, that kind of stands, I don't think there's anything else really like that. So you should be proud of that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, I mean, well, I should say it's you know we the three of our groups operate independently. There's a group of artists that run the LA space and Philly and New York. But then yeah, we we're able to come together and do things like uh, you know like these art fairs or well we try to say we try to call the artist artist run we don't call it an art fair because it kind of wasn't an art fair it was more of what i'm i'm calling it an exposition but you know so i mean that's one thing that we're doing but then something that you guys are doing jason um is uh you know you have this sort of a larger space and then you can have these you know these residencies as this this kind of springboard to you know for people to kind of enter the la art is also, I think, a really valuable um, uh, opportunity that, you know, you're fostering for artists. 
Yeah, yep. absolutely. I think both of you um, have a lot to be proud of in terms of starting and or being involved in these very strong artist collective, you know, that's going on. I, I admire both of you for what you're doing. And I'm so glad I got to have you both of you on the show together to talk about uh, what you both do and the crossovers. And it's been a really great episode and conversation. And I really want to thank you both for being with me on Just Do It. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm going to um, end the episode by reminding people that uh, Just Do It can be uh, easily found on Facebook, where I have listed all the interviews that I've done of artist-run things all over Los Angeles and a little bit beyond now that we had, we had Rachel on here from New York, and sometimes that happens too. And uh, also, please visit uh, Just Inc., our company's website, because if you are someone who is interested in doing anything like this, we have a multitude of free resources online, hundreds of pages of resources on everything you need to do or know about running a, uh, a an art business that is yourself. I mean, you, as an artist, you have to do many things, but you need the knowledge and support to do so. And so Just Inc. hopes to be that for people. So G-Y-S-T-I-N-K dot com. Please visit us there and please listen again to Just Do It. I'm your host, Kara Tomei, and I'm signing off. <laughs>